Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Andy, and joining me here is the hard art from the Soul Trek Enterprise Quattro. What's going on, everybody? Uh, early, I had did uh, a podcast that had me and Q-Flow on there. So, to the respect of Q-Flow, I think what I'm going to do is I'm glad you're probably going to add that on to the end so people can hear it. Mm-hmm. But this isn't going to be the kind of the segment that's going to probably cover YouTube because I didn't like the way the sound came off in that podcast. And I, we was over at Swag on Zero's house. The ceiling was kind of high. And I wasn't even proud of my production in that. And I'm not going to release. I'm the guy that believes quality over quantity. All right. So that's why. That's why you guys are going to get this now. And I have Quattro over here helping me out. So there's a lot to talk about in the wrestling business. We're not talking about that horrible raw that happened. All right. Well, yeah, we can't talk about just, that. Just leave that alone. Yeah. So I already did a video on that. This is going to be something new from all the topics uh, last week. Mm-hmm. So before we get into that, I want to make sure you give a shout out to Spaces Philly. Make sure you guys check out spacesphilly.com where you guys can get you all your podcasts you needs. Listen to podcasts such as the Lulu and Pop Show, along with the new show, the Lulu and Pop Horror Show. I've been saying it wrong. It's Horror, not Horror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they did it at Pet Cemetery, so they're supposed to do the live color, the, that Hispanic mm-hmm. horror movie that came out. Mm-hmm. We'll be doing that too. But I'll check check out both sides. You guys can find the Nerd Coalition on there as well, along with the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast, Nerdgasm Talk Podcast, of course, Turntables Hit by Culture and Beyond, and Drunk Dog Silver Tongues. Make sure you guys listen to us on all the podcasts, apps such as Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, along with the source on YouTube Premium. You guys can try a, a free trial for about a month of YouTube Premium before it goes up to $9.99, I believe it is. Mm. And then, but... Once again, QFO let me know that if you got Google Play, you already have YouTube Premium for free. That's amazing. I still got to check that out myself. Yeah. I know I have Google Play. But the, the, the only thing about that is I watch a lot of videos, especially mm-hmm. I watch a lot of in-game Easter eggs, stuff like that. Right. So why don't I want to see that in the dark? True. <laughs> so, True. If I'm listening to my horror stories and stuff like that, mm-hmm. then I can I, I, I can do it that way. Right. That feel better for me. So it, it's, it got its pros and cons. Right. But so I'm going to just jump right up into this and stuff that's been happening in WWE. (laughs) (laughs) Where you want to start? I mean, (laughs) I have not heard so much toxic news from backstage Mm. in a while since this. Mm -hmm. 
I think what I'm going to start off with is this Leo Rush situation. I knew as soon as you said toxic uh, and backstage, I knew it was about this man. Now, what did now? I have the story here. Right. What do you know about the whole Leo Rush thing? Before so, I break it down. To so you. what I heard from Leo Rush, they was on tour in Europe. Like this is the first part of it. Mm-hmm. They was on tour in Europe, and the way that WWE does is a little bit of a hazing, not hazing in like almost a college frat way, but in the idea of like somebody needs water that you get it for them, or somebody needs a towel, you grab their towel, you you help the veterans with their bags or something. Pretty much paying your respect. Almost a little bit of a golfer. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I mean, I could get that. A caddy to call, yeah. All right, there you go. Yeah. I, I get that. That makes sense to me. So um, Finn Balor needed some water. And Finn Balor seen as more of a veteran on the roster. Granted, he paid his dues when he came in too. But and, um, Leo Rush was like, no, I don't, I don't do that. And the, it kind of turned, turned ugly at that point. And then other wrestlers start commenting on it like, yo, I mean... You understand? Even I even saw when Mark Henry said, "Like I used to do this for the for the Rock, mm-hmm. or I've done this for this person. I've seen Stone Cold do this. I've seen Taker do this." So he was commenting all over on people doing these things, and that the fact that Leo Rush didn't want to pay his respects has left them in a sour mood, and that was heavy. Now the second part I heard about Leo Rush is, I mean, his contract is coming up. Mm-hmm. So the contract that they offered him, I don't have the exact figures, but it was it was a six digit number mm-hmm. as I remember it. Three hundred thousand. Three hundred thousand for five years, mm-hmm. some along those lines. Three hundred thousand for five years, and they put that in front of him, and he scoffed at it and said, "Double it, double you, <laughs> you double it." Okay, so. These are the two things I heard about him that's left a bad taste in multiple people's mouth right now. Mm. What did so? What do you have? Okay, so this is what this is what's going on. Cause I made sure I did my research. There's a lot of things with Fightful.com and a lot of things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So the backstage heat is going that uh, Leo Rush is rubbing his peers the wrong way. Mm-hmm. It's not all about just the, the whole water bottle thing. Okay. So there has been. Things of saying that Leo Rush has been bringing his wife backstage to rehearsals. There has been uh, things saying without that, permission. With, yeah, there has been things to okay. say that Leo Rush has been bringing uh, his people back to uh, backstage, and when security would stop them because they're not allowed backstage, you know, he would have kind of like, uh, his people there with him. So the thing was that Leo Rush uh, saying that he didn't like all the things that you know I'm, he's there to try to be a WWE superstar. So when all these rumors went around. Fightful.com, no superstars ever done this because WWE superstars are not allowed to talk to outside things. Right. You keep in-house business yeah. in-house. So he goes to talk to Fightful.com about his side of the story about what's been going on. So Leo Rush says that, you know, it's not a race thing, but he said it does not a good look when you have this black kid carrying around his bags and all these other superstars' bags then he has to go with Bobby Lashley. He doesn't uh, mind Bobby Lashley. He's enjoying working with him, but he's not invited to the meetings with Bobby Lashley. He feels as though there's no royalties being given to him for the uh, catchphrase that's on Bobby Lashley's shirt. And also, he has to get his own rental car and, his do- and pay for his own hotels to get around with Bobby Lashley, and he doesn't make enough money for that. So 
then he doesn't. Uh, Finn Balor came to him and approached to him about the wife situation. Said, "I don't think Vince is gonna think that's a good idea." And then he said, uh, "You know, it's cool." But he said him and Finn Balor are cool, according to his words. Uh-huh. And that, uh, you know, he's fine. But when Mark Henry tried to ask him, you know, if there's a problem, he said there's no problem. And then Mark Henry felt bad because he lied right to his face because he noticed some heat right. backstage with uh, Leo Rush and he's trying to do the best he can to help Leo Rush out but Leo Rush didn't want to kind of accept his help uh-huh. so now it's going back huh? I mean if I if I could jump in for mm. a second if Leo Rush is having a problem with these things I mean I can understand that I mean it's almost like the essence of the show ride along right mm. this is why you ask people yo can I ride with you can I can I just be there? Can I just be a fly on the wall? That way you can split costs, everything of mm. that nature. I, I I don't know if you, this was covered, but is he doing this? Was this done, or is he just trying to take it all on him? Well, it, that they didn't really get too much into, but it's, it, it reminded me of a story. I was listening to Sound Master Sounds Off, and he brought up something that it was a story that Alistair Black had said. I was like, I remember this story. When Alistair Black was invited to the main roster, he was. Go clean up the locker rooms, have water bottles ready for the talent so when they get back. And then Roman Reigns came up there and said, I don't want you to clean up another locker room. Right. Because you're one of us. I heard that story before too. Yeah. You're, you you know, you're one of the superstars so that you don't have to do this kind of stuff anymore. So, you know, the times have changed. In NXT, nobody gets nobody else's bags. Right. And this, they do this in all kinds of sports. Football, basketball, hockey, stuff like that. It's all, it's all been doing it. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, Honestly, we are past that point. If you are a 300-pound guy, you can get your own bags. You know, and you it, it's just that whole rookie mentality, stuff like that. No, because see, the problem is these guys are superstars like you too. And, you know, we are just beyond that point. Now, Vincent May may have that, still, that mentality in his head, mm-hmm. but we are beyond. NXT, they all come in there. They all have to build that ring. Velveteen Dream is still building rings. Yep. You know, that teaches humility to a lot of people. I think Leo Rush didn't stay down in NXT too long. Because one thing about Leo Rush, when I see him in the Indies and when he came to House of Hardcore and I see him up here in Philly, mm-hmm. one thing I realized about Leo Rush is as much as talented as that man is, because he's talented, mm-hmm. and WWE would be a fool to let him go, he has an ego problem. And I think with that ego problem, because, you know, he comes from D.C., he knows he's about, stuff like right. that. But Leo Rush does have a chip on his shoulder, and he has an ego. Not, and I'm saying he's the only one that does have that. Right. So, with that being said, he is rubbing the veterans the wrong way. There's some You can be respectful to your veterans right. and still, you know, uh, be you. Right. When it comes to the royalty things, I'm like, I don't think Bobby Lashley's shirt is selling enough for you to have royalties, to be honest with you. Because <laughs> to be, to be, you say Lashley, Lashley, I have to say, I don't think that's selling enough for you. Right. And I understand, you know, you, you have to take all these bumps, uh-huh. you know, at night because, you know, you're getting run over by Strowman or something like that because you, you get the manager on the outside. Well, he said, that's his point to be there with Lashley. That's what he's doing as a heel manager. That's yeah. Supposed to happen. Yeah. <laughs> now, well, at first, my wife told me, she was saying he was making 300000 for five years. Right. And I said, I make more than that. 
when it comes to if you split up three hundred thousand for five years. Right. However, it's three hundred thousand per year. Wow. Okay. So that it, changes that completely. So I'm saying so. Him saying double that, I'm like, now nah, look, you you still got people who was on top of the, the total pole who's st- who's making eight hundred, nine hundred thousand. I mean, if we doing the simple math there, so that's six hundred thousand a year, right? Yeah. Six times five is thirty, right? Mm-hmm. So you put the thirty, the comma in the middle, three million. Is that what we're talking about? Yes. He's asking for three million dollars for, for five, five years. years. I'm not gonna say that he isn't worth it. I'm gonna say he ain't worth it yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that's something he can get eventually, but from where he at in WWE right now, I don't see it. I, there's there's still something he has to do. There's still there's still things that he has to be. I like I said, humbled on, which I right. think him coming to the main roster as fast as he did. He was the first two or five live guy to come to the main roster. He was before Mustafa Ali. Damn. He was for Cedric Alexander. He was before before Buddy Murphy. And, yeah, thinking about it, yeah. Yeah, and so, I mean, once they took all the Christmas off Raw and put him on 205 Live, mm-hmm. he's the first one to come up. And he, there only was a splash in the in the pan at NXT mm-hmm. uh, down there. He only had about two matches. Right. And then, and then he got he got, he got the doghouse because of the whole Emma tweet. Yep. And we had seen him NXT, but he came right from NXT up to 205 Live up to Raw. So he was given a lot too soon. And I think, and I know he's probably on a developmental contract, mm-hmm. but to be offered, now once again, I'm not a professional wrestler. Right. You know, sometimes you just don't want to be doing all the damage to your body for this, this short amount of money, but for 300000 a year, I think that's enough to probably sustain, to upset. Shit, I know my, I got general <laughs> managers Look. that I used to work for that barely made 100000 a year. I'm going to attempt to throw this argument in there, mm. but this argument ain't going to hold us on much ground. Let me tell you the truth. It ain't. Yeah, are you right? I agree with you on that. Um, I can't say I, I'm not in that man's pocket. So if I had to travel three, 365 days in a year, let's say he traveled 200. Mm. It's probably more than that. But let's say he traveling 200, paying all these rental cars and everything of that nature... I can see that adding up. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I see it adding up to 300000 but I am going to say this is the point when you would pull somebody and be like, well, we both going to the same place. How about we work on this together? So I'm assuming it can add up greatly if you're paying all these rental cars, all these hotel fees and everything of that nature. But that's all going to break down to if he's doing this by himself. Mm-hmm. Because if he's not, I'm, it, it's not adding up. Yeah. And it should not be doing it by himself. Because that doesn't add up. That just doesn't make sense. But once again, Bobby is on that as a veteran. So does Bobby get the buses that he has to drive because he's Bobby Lashley? Because Vince got to like it to Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. But does Bobby get on the private planes with Vince? Because Leo's not going to get on the private planes. I mean, even if not, there's enough other people there. It's like... Hey guys, can I join in your group? But now if you got this kind of heat, that's what I'm saying. Fair. If you got this kind of heat, nobody's gonna want to be around you. Like the Enzo heat. You're right. Yeah. So and that's gonna fall out on um, Leo to do something, and rush himself out of the situation. Yeah. So the only thing now also is reports that, like uh, Mark Henry, when he tried to talk to him, 
and he said there's nothing wrong but he says and there's another veteran they didn't name who this veteran was mm-hmm. who was asking Leo if he's cool and then he, he responded to you not my boss I only I work for Vince see I've had people do that to me before at my job yeah and they throw that in your face and then he goes back and tells Vince or tells uh, or the higher authorities and these authorities have been coming to the veterans and asking them like, well, did you say this to Leo Rush? You snitching. Uh-huh. That ain't a good look neither. Uh-huh. So w- with that being said, it's kind of like, Leo, you can't do... See, you you got to be... You got to have some form of humility. I'm not asking you to go out and get water. All, this multi-million dollar company, I'm pretty sure they got an ice box right there at Gorilla Position right. where you can get some water when you come in or some Gatorade or whatever the case may be. Right. I'm pretty sure th- these guys, like somebody like Bobby Lashley or Braun Strowman, can carry their own fucking bags. That's fine. Uh-huh. And I understand of not wanting to be a look. And you know, also, it may be a thing that I don't want my wife seeing me do that. You are a man. No matter how small, big, or something you are, you are a man. And you, you should be a respected man. I'm also going to throw this out there. If I feel you there, mm-hmm. you make a lot of sense there. But why is his wife there? Shouldn't be. No, his wife shouldn't be. Right. Like, I, it's different between doing it in front of your wife and at the same time telling her what happened on the phone. Like, yeah. Babe, they got me out here carrying their bags and stuff. It's like, I'm just trying to earn my time. And then I feel like if his wife is an intelligent woman, it's like, but you are on TV every week, though. Mm-hmm. Everybody ain't on TV every week, though. Mm-hmm. So you might have to pay a little to, yeah. be, to get your face out there, to get your time in the ring. Just but, saying, but I, I, like I said, there, there there are other ways he can do that, because like he said, he did bring up a good point. You have this multi billion dollar company who has all these investors, who have all these people, these make a wish, and they, you know, saying they're anti bullets stuff like that, and you, and that's what is seen is not a good look. Uh-huh. You see this, you see this black guy carrying around all these. Let's let's face it, these top superstars are white guys. Uh huh. And carrying their bags, it's not a good look for some, for a message that you're trying to send. That's why WWE backed themselves into a hole a lot of time with the bullying and the Susan G. Coleman stuff and all that right. stuff. They backed themselves into a hole a lot because of what the shit they do. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's almost like a cult. Like they got to keep their mouths shut in a way. And it's a very unfortunate situation. So that that's why I vibe him home, but I don't vibe on his. Arrogance. I don't vibe on that. You could be like, you can be humble and awesome, but you may not. If Roman tells you to stop, if they see you in the back and Bobby pulls you to the side, like, yo, bro, you ain't got to do this. I will make sure you don't got to do this. Uh-huh. And if somebody like a Bobby, a Mark Henry, especially Mark Henry, a Booker T, or somebody, somebody of my peers that's a veteran that's going to come to me and ask me what's wrong, I'll tell them because you understand them something. A lot of African American talent has ri- has risen since right. back in the day. Right, they've been through worse. Yeah, and, and there are some talent which I still don't understand to this day that Vince got a love for. Vince got a love for Mark Henry. I don't get Mark Henry still getting paid eight hundred, nine hundred thousand dollars a year. I thought she was about to say R Truth. Oh, he love R Truth too, but I, 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 I would go to R Truth because R Truth just just look like a step and fetch it to me. I'm just saying. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, he do, but uh, you ain't sorry. <laughs> but, but a Mark Henry, somebody who's well respected backstage, mm-hmm. you don't want to piss him off, right? 
You want him in your pocket, if yeah. anything else. This man had the same attitude that you did coming in there. The world's strongest man, a, a silver Olympic. He was the first Olympic gold medalist coming in. He, if everybody realizes, Kurt Angle was the first Olympic gold medalist. Right. Mark Angle was the first Olympic medalist. He was a silver medalist. Yep. So he had a chip and arrogance on his shoulder too, and then they they they, they shipped his ass up there with, with Calvary and Bret Hart. Humbled him a little bit. Mm-hmm. And came back. Mark Carey still not somebody you want to fuck with. Right. You know what I'm saying? But Mark Carey also knows the business. Now he I, I guarantee you Mark Carey's not gonna be one of them guys who's gonna be like this. Or right, you, you gotta put your you gotta put your you know straw pants on and say show balls. Then you ain't gotta do all that. Right. I don't see him saying that. But if he actually had a problem like this is I have a problem with this, and he said, All right, look, I'll get you a meeting with Vince, or I'll talk to Vince for you. Or see what see something like that. But you know, as a grown man, Vince is gonna want you to come to him personally. Right. As of that nature, so you know it's it's a lot of unfortunate heat for him. They have not been putting him on raw for the past couple of weeks. They haven't. So Leo said, "Release me." Hmm. But then Visto ain't gonna want to release you because he knows because he said, "Just release me and I can show you what I can do." Because Leo is a ta- Triple H seen that talent, mm-hmm. and you know the, the the crazy thing about Leo is he's self taught. Mm. He's mm. self-taught. I watched this documentary that he had on YouTube back when he was just, you know, just trying to get his name out there and stuff right. like that. Back when he was still in House of Hardcore. Mm. And I watched this old documentary. It was a nice documentary. The things this guy goes through and the way he just travels and the hunger he got is admiring. Especially with being a small wrestler in this kind of business and being a self-taught wrestler that he is a really great talent. He got his power shut up. It's just that somebody got home with their ego. I think when he missed the whole NXT thing about going out there and building the ring and going out there and learning some humility, that hurt him. He came up here with a gimmick that was cocky. And then all of a sudden, he did, all he's doing is living out that gimmick. Mm-hmm. So that's the unfortunate thing, you know. About. Hopefully he figures it out. Hopefully he slices a humble pie, apologizes who he needs to apologize to, or just... Even if you if you really a dead and just apologize, pull that person on the side like a man and be like, "Hey, why is this, this, and this going on? I don't fully understand." Mm. Has somebody truly break it down for you? Because even if you're not apologizing to somebody, at least that says to them, "It's like, okay, so you want to understand? Let me teach you this level of the business. Mm-hmm. Gotta do something, right? You right? Because you last thing you want is to not be on TV." Especially when you go from TV, be on TV every week. Now you sitting in the back, under contract, not doing anything. We know we're fans. We gonna forget you. Mm-hmm. Worst thing to do with WWE is get forgotten. Cause getting back to the top could be could be a trial. <laughs> Speaking of being forgotten, Luke Harper. Yeah, I know you, you turned away because you should have thinking like well, Luke Harper. I have I feel so bad for this guy. Mm-hmm. So Luke Harper was his first his partner got injured, then he got injured. Yep. So he comes. So he's supposed to have a program with Sami Zayn uh, after WrestleMania. Now, in between that, he did come back in that World's Collide tournament, right? And had a match with Dominic Do- um, Dokovic. Okay. It was on, it was purely on the network. Okay. So. It, I don't know if you ever get a chance. It's not bad. Uh-huh. It's not bad at all. You get to see two or five wrestlers and maybe NXT. You know, it mixes it up. Or NXT UK fighting this person. It's like, all right, cool. He came back and had a good match. He was 
tweet. It was all on his Instagram. Everything's back. Yo, I'm back. This, that, and the third. And then they, and then it seemed like they had nothing for him. And you was about to say about this program with Sami Zayn. Yes, that's what that's what his first few was, was to come back. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was gonna be a baby face or a heel, but they told him to go home. Then when he wanted to know what show he could be drafted on, Vince Gatorade marked that draft. He can't even do a Southern accent. Luke Harper didn't even get drafted. Mm. But, so Luke Harper said, okay, fine. So, they had a test with EC3 on main event. Mm-hmm. With him and Drake Maverick. Because back in the Impact, him and Rockstar Spud used to be together. Right. And he had a match with Luke Harper. Vince said it's the worst match he ever seen. Mm. So, Luke Harper said, okay, I see the right on the wall. I, I'm not no good to you here anymore. Release me. I and, saw when he posted, asked it for his release, and yeah. everybody was like, oh, man, so Luke Harper gone. So then, then what happens? Vince adds on six months to his contract because he was injured for that time, and he didn't live out the rest of his contract. So guess what? Guess when this man's contract is due? When was that? WrestleMania of next year. That's petty. That's petty. That's petty. Luke Harper made a statement saying, I tried to go back to them and give them different ideas after ideas after ideas. They shut them all down. I want to know what some of the ideas were. Right. And Vince has been upset with Luke Harper ever since he said, this guy can't do a Southern accent. I've always said on this podcast, or anytime I talk about wrestling, I always said this. Vince McMahon is not a racist. Vince McMahon is racially insensitive. He stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Everybody that comes from down south don't look like country hill right. hillbillies. My family come from down south. We don't look like that. Definitely don't. I, you know, I know white folks that come from down south that don't look like that. Yep. You know, there is southern pride they call it, and just because you part of the white family don't doesn't mean you supposed to be some southern hillbilly. Supposed right. to be like hillbilly G. Uh, e- even even the boss man that came from Cow County, Georgia. Yep. You know, came out there, you know, with a nice stick. He didn't come out there looking like Luke Harper did. Right. So what do you mean he don't get him? The man looks like Bruiser Brody. He does. You could actually go back and try to make a reincarnation of that if uh-huh. you want to. But the man's 39 years old. I didn't even know he was that old until I looked it up. 39 years old. Wow. And now this has shown me how scared WWE is. Scared of AEW, you say? Yes, because of that competition because everybody, everybody wants to. Leave. There are reports of people purposely failing drug tests to get fired, and you know what's happening? Vince ain't firing them because he, he's pigeon holding them. There's even like another big thing with Luke Harper. People was putting out there like somebody, um, somebody from that I believe worked at PWI and was out there was like even. Tweeting out the idea, like, how about we bring Luke Harper back and put him part of the funhouse with Bray Wyatt, almost in, like, a similar reincarnation of the Wyatt family. But that's a good way to at least introduce him and bring him back. And Bray Wyatt repeated to, replied to the tweet, said, hey, I'll try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so he got wrestlers out there on his side, like, I mean, if we go back to the times of Luke Harper as the Intercontinental Champion, short it was, but 
his matches then was greatness. Well, so Luke Harper had always great matches. That, that, that feud he had with Dolph Ziggler, mm-hmm. that feud he had for WrestleMania 31, that the feud he had with Randy Orton. Luke Harper put on good matches. He's a good, he's the better one out of him and Rowan. Right. So, the issue is, Vince got this preconceived, like I said, people are looking at the dollar sign. Mm-hmm. That's why I said, because Vince will do anything for the New Day, but won't do anything for Luke Harper. That's why I don't look at race. I look at racially insensitive because he Luke Harper can't do what Vince wants him to do. There's so many things Luke Harper can do right now, mm-hmm. and even put him in the Firefly Funhouse. You have to change his whole gimmick because of the way that's being presented. Right. He would have to probably shave his beard. He would have yeah. to come back on some type of shave his beard, come back with a with a nice fresh cut and and a suit. Like I've changed my ways as well. Yeah. They were like, okay. Let's see what this means. Uh huh. It, it'd be interesting. It would be. It'd be different. But once again, I think that's the thing. Because I don't know how long this Firefly Funhouse is going to be. Because see, now uh, they bring in kids. And see, I don't know how their sponsorship is going to handle this. What? Because see, it's, each episode, it's like a series. Right. Each episode is getting creepier and creepier. Mm hmm. And it's kind of like, so, there's a creepypasta. You, you know what a, a creep, creepypasta is? No, please. A creepypasta is horror stories that are on the internet. Okay. Where it's made of horror stories and stuff like that. And there's this one called Candle Code, which is about this kid's TV show that only certain only certain kids can see that was about this crazy pirate and these, these very weird characters they held in the show. But every time their parents will watch them, they were they're watching static, so it's a very creepy story. So that's wild. That that that, that it, it kind of it had that kind of reminded me of that, and also when me and Shorty B used to uh, react to back in the day, oh, Five Nights at Freddy and all. That. No, no, the uh, don't hug me, I'm scared. Oh, excuse me, yeah. That's what this stuff reminds me of. So have you ever seen you seen all the episodes of the Firefly Funhouse? Yes, except okay. for the one from Raw. Last okay, time. that's the only one I'm up to now. Yeah, each episode is getting more and more creepier. And they're having more and more undertones. I'm loving it. That's probably the only thing I like about Raw. But I, 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 the only thing that scares me is because when you have a, a kid-friendly show, and you start, when you, you have like a, a PG product, you you bring that in, you're like, how's this going to work with these kids? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you start bringing kids into the segment. And it was like, it's kind of like when, you know, they had the boys say he had the whole world in his hands. And John Cena. All right. Oh, man, that was wild. They killed that shit quick. And I'm just like. But it was amazing. It was good. <laughs> but, you know, they don't want to get that wrong message. And I'm like, if they start going down, because it, it, it reminds me of a mixture of Candle Code. And uh, if, so if you get a chance, you listen to that. If, if you like, well, see, you don't like horror. Right. But it's like, it's literally, because I listen to horror stories. I, I listen to the true ones. And I listen to the uh, the creepypastas. Right. The creepypastas creepy are the fiction ones. Right. So, but Luke Harper had to change his whole thing, and I, I just felt the, it's so petty. And there's people out there saying it's Luke Harper, but that's the problem. A lot of wrestlers are getting this kind of treatment. Where is my Dolph Ziggler doing comedy shows? And as I'm saying, people may look at it like this, but I'm like, look, if you get a bad rap from one of these people, well, all John Cena had to say back in 2012 was, "I only Dolph Ziggler got it." Now look at Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. All Mr. Kennedy had to do was drop Randy Orton on his head. And where's Mr. A- K- Kennedy now? Right. I mean, you can even argue the revival. 
Because everybody was like, oh, look, maybe he forgave the revival. He put the belt on him. Look at the revival now. Now, the revival, <laughs> look, look, I'm going to say it like it is. The revival, on Monday, because you didn't see it, was rolling around their ring, rubbing their ass in the ring because their draw, their, their wrestling types were filled with, wait for it, Usi Hot. Okay. That's the thing. They're punishing the revival. They're trying to leave. Because they, they turned down their $550,000 a year contract for five years. The revival still got about a good, I think, to the beginning of the year left on their contract. Mm-hmm. The club already said we leave it. September, right. we're club, done. Club is done. Yeah. September, we're done. The revival, five hundred. they offered them 550000 thousand dollars a year uh it's a lot of money bruh that's top guy money now now just just for are we talking about 550 each per person or as a team that i don't know but if you split it that's still a lot of money a year (laughs) that's almost what you need me to do boss money yeah (laughs) that's about 275 a year (sighs) If you if you split them, but if it's if it's for each individual guy, call Naviet tomorrow, bro. In in in, uh, in two, let's say, say in year to year, it's a million dollars right there. You talk five years, you make over three, four million dollars like that. They, that's how much you trying to keep you. But it it's the battle of money versus happiness. And I think they revive what happens. And I think that's what Luke Harper wants. So now Luke Harper got to sit at home. Mm-hmm. Not perfecting his craft, right? To wait until his contract is over, to leave. And you know the, the thing is, we don't know that if AD is going to be successful anyway. I hope it is, especially with their show Double Nothing coming up. Look, the, the, if I may, yeah. about AEW, it is shaping up to a strong WCW feel for me now. Uh. Everything, look, I just said this in my Raw review. After seeing the Raw I just saw, this started to fight 1995. Mm-hmm. In 1995, yes. WWE was in the, the worst year financially. And everything is dropping. And you know what happened in the fall of 1995? What's that? Nitro started in September. You know what's going to happen in the fall of 2019? What's that? AEW's going to start. <laughs> and what happened? Raw, I mean, Nitro played for about eight months. And then they, they played, and everybody was like, oh, let's check out Nitro. Next thing you know, 96, when Nitro got real hot, when Scott Hall came, they were done for the next two years. That's what can happen. That's what's going at. If, if we see, it's the same thing. You have your original AEW talents, same way there was some original WCW talents. Mm-hmm. And then what happened in WCW? You saw some certain names that was almost synonymous with WWE or WWF at this time come over to WCW and you was like wait a minute for example when Hulk Hogan showed up in WCW Mm. and everybody's like what you are the World Wrestling Federation I have to watch this now I can see AEW 2020 2021 having I can't even think of a name at this moment, but let's just put it in. Can you imagine if Shawn Michaels appeared in AEW? 
Should go crazy. It would be the it would be the same type thing. But you know what? That actually brings me to the next thing. Dean Ambrose. As the clock struck twelve on May first, mm-hmm. twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. a vignette came out which I just realized about it yesterday. You didn't know? I read the tweet and I seen the still shot. I thought it was a picture. Oh, it was I, a whole vignette. So I reacted to it. If you didn't know, I'd have told you. I'm sorry. It was a whole vignette. It was a really good vignette. So I watched it. It was a really good vignette. Right. I never liked John Moxie mm-hmm. in CZW. I never was a big fan of him. I like the look. He had that Jeff Hardy necklace. He had that long, stringy you hair. You are angry and a member of your nerd coalition right now with that statement <laughs> wherever he is. But now, <laughs> nowadays... He put on that muscle. Mm-hmm. He cut that hair. Got a beard now. I'm liking this version of John Moxie, mm-hmm. and I like the whole vignette. That Dean Ambrose, somebody who said, "You know what? I'm leaving. I'm keeping my head down. I want a job. Do whatever you want me a job to. I jobbed the Bobby. I jobbed the Drew. I jobbed the EC3. I was like EC3's last win, <laughs> almost. I kept my head down. Y'all make me do fifty. Sh- shield fist bumps mm-hmm. and everything and for some reason y'all thought I was going to retire yep why would you think that but I didn't say nothing I it, you know Dean don't use social media right so as soon as that thing dropped and that came up I'm like oh my god can he actually go up here at double or nothing now, now here's the question though that's exactly right there where is he going he I me personally mm-hmm. He, I would feel better him going to AEW. He got lead that CCW shit alone. Because right now, because right now is argued AEW, is argued back to another indie wrestling. It's argued Impact. It's argued that is a WWE promo, and a lot of people have been saying that. Because if you watch that vignette, look at the production value. Look, look at what's going on. He's leaving the cell, and this could be me reading in way too deep. He's leaving the cell. He's leaving the confinement of WWE. Or is he leaving the confinement of being Dean Ambrose? He's running. He's getting chased by what? A big dog. Roman Reigns. That could be him breaking out of the realm of being Dean Ambrose into the character. And what did it just say? It didn't say it all the way Moxie. It just said Mox. That is a way you can rebrand that character in the same company. Okay, I'll tell you right now. There's no way Dean <laughs> Ambrose has come back to this company. And the question is, WWE wouldn't show blood or show the kind of uh, uh, visuals mm-hmm. in their home entertainment. And on top of that, if Dean Ambrose comes back as monster to do what? <laughs> Look, I don't got all the answers. Sweat. No, I was just okay, <laughs> to do what they changed him heel, which he turned Seth Rollins mm-hmm. as the tag team champions. I was cool with that, mm-hmm. and they did what with him? Nothing. He came out and was getting shots of his ass with a Bane jacket on, <laughs> and a Bane man said, "Some these people are an infection." John Moxley, the character, is nothing but a hardcore deathmatch rebel. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do that in WWE. They're not. Those hardcore matches don't exist in WWE no more. This man got barbed right around his hand. And he's bleeding. 
holding the bar wire. Yes, WWE won't even show that. You know why? Because it would have been in black and white. It wasn't. WWE got to make sure that they let everybody know what their production is. There is something WWE on there. Hashtag Dean Ambrose leaving or <laughs> hashtag something or WWE Studios right in the corner or the, the, the network. It would have been something. It's not even on their website. You're right. It's not on their YouTube channel. I looked on it and it's somewhere else. I had to get it off Twitter. It ain't there. So so you saying he shows up at Double or Nothing? I'm saying I, I want him to because if that... That would be the biggest slap. Vince, if they, if Vince is offering the revival five hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, or offering Leo Rush three hundred thousand, how much did they offer Ambrose? Seven figures. Ambrose had to be offered at least close to a million dollars a year. Right. Close. I can see them doing one point two for three years, something like that. One of those type of contracts. Yeah. Now, if he shows up at double or nothing. And like confront Hangman Page after his match. Oh man! Yeah, there's another, there's another guy with it that, that, that kind of called him out on Twitter. I forgot what it was. I know Chels will probably know this, but I'm all for it. I'm all for this new Moxie character. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I don't want to go back to CW because I think CW is a shit company, and I'm just like you know, you just with the way your life. But I mean, you need <laughs> to stick stick it to Vince. Go to a company. Where they, they got some good TV coming their way, right? And I don't, you know, if they go back to Turner, I don't think they're gonna get angry at the vibes that Moxie will bring. Nope. But right now, I think he'll probably take a couple of indie dates until then. Right. Or if they really want to be smart and do this, I'll hold them off until the TV show start. Episode one. Episode one. Come in episode one. You see, with a character of that caliber, you episode one that, or you close the show with that. Well, it's still on that first episode because double or nothing. If, you, if you've seen the card, stat. Yeah, it's stat. When when they showed Cody's brother, I said, "Wait a minute. How, what, did, when did you?" I didn't even know what going is left. I didn't know he. Thank you, thank you. I looked at that. I said, "Did I miss something?" As a wrestling fan, did I not know that Dustin Reynolds smoothly left? Did you see his vignette? No, I missed that one. He has a vignette when. He's has a suitcase with all of the gold dust stuff in it, the wigs, the face paint, all that stuff, and he just closing the suitcase and like stuffing it under the bed and saying something 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 a little horrific like time to turn over a new leaf. And then it was announced that he was gonna fight Cody at double enough and everybody was like, Man Man. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> what is Double Nothing? I, I, I got. I, I want to order it. Like I want to support them. I, I was speaking to um. I was speaking to Moxie about it too, because because <laughs> we was like, Yo, when's Double Nothing? Because he asked me, he's like, you getting there? I was like, I check my schedule for that weekend because I ain't doing nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I might uh, put the money out for that yeah. one because that that's gonna be good. That that's look what? like that's gonna be good. I, I, I can't wait for it. I hope that Dean Ambrose will find his way to, to show up to there. But some people who are not leaving, uh, my man Goldberg. Look, I knew at some point you was going to bring this up, being a Goldberg fan. Mm-hmm. So I knew at some point that had to happen. So 
if, if you don't mind, I, I would like to say something about this. Sure. So, we all know WWE is going to Saudi Arabia. Again, we know about the contract. What's up? I believe this is what, next month? In June, right? Yeah. So, I can't remember the name of it, <laughs> what they doing this time. It, 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 something Judah, something like that. Right. So, so whatever. So, <laughs> they're going over, and I see it announced, Goldberg will be performing <laughs> in Saudi Arabia. And then, after that, then all the dirt sheets came out that the rumor that he's going to be going against Kofi Kingston... Okay, we we know that in the bud. That is a rumor. Okay, that's not happening. Cause you want to if you want to kill Goldberg dead in the water, you haven't beat Kofi for that championship. Kofi Mania has slowed down, but ain't slowed down by that much. But that, that that I'm not gonna lie. Yes, we all know it's a rumor, but you gotta admit it goes entirely the fact that they want Brock on Fox, and they and Brock has requested. I mean, Fox has requested Brock and Goldberg. Hmm. I don't want to see that again. <laughs> but I need to remember, this is WWE. <laughs> yeah. And we live in a time of no rematches. Therefore, this should be a, there's going to be a rematch. <laughs> if Raw has taught me anything, no rematches mean there's absolutely a rematch coming. Do you know the heat <laughs> WWE would get if they took the belt off Kofi Kingston? Goldberg. I mean, somewhere around he the level of the Lake of Fire. He, <laughs> he, he can lose to Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. He can lose to even Dale Bryan, but not Goldberg. Oh, you want to you want to do Ultra Troll? Have him lose it to KO and have KO lose to Goldberg again. It won't be as bad as Kofi. <laughs> I feel like that was saying KO's like, just take this pink slip now. <laughs> Y'all ain't gonna do this to me but, twice. But, but you know what? <laughs> KO already signed another five years. So they gonna do this to him twice. <laughs> if they, if, I'm just saying, if they, if they, if they, he spears takes off a of Kofi. Oh my God, he will be hated. He will be hated. But he's going there for the sweet salty money, and uh, we all know how that money has did everybody in the past. So, Sean, it brought Shawn Michaels out of retirement. So what he doing at this pay per view? Either he go probably rush somebody, or he go probably interrupt the live segment. Because um. There's a couple other veterans, veteran veterans, rumored to be at this pay-per-view by the names of The Undertaker. Yep. Oh, he won that money. And by the name of Mick Foley. Who, by the way, said for the right price, which I know he's joking. Yeah, no, I don't think he's joking. That he would face Undertaker in Hell in a Cell for the right price. If, if the Saudis slid that check across the table for them to do Undertaker... Mankind Hell in a Cell 2 at that pay-per-view are you telling me you can't already see the promotional ads for it can't they will get sued <laughs> because WWE would be a shutdown of all you gotta understand legally they can't do that Mick Foley won't be able to get cleared for that period Mick Foley got a permanent limp in his walk he will not be able to get cleared. Look, look, we've all heard wrestlers talk. I mean, if we go back to CM Punk, when he he did, did he not have a conversation with a doctor that says something along the lines of, "So, do you think you can wrestle this match?" But that's before they put all these new things in play. Mick Foley can't get cleared, and if they put a fifty-something-year-old man. 
versus another 50-some-year-old man inside of a Hell in a Cell, and he gets injured, guess what? They're liable. They would not let Dale O'Brien participate for over three years because of his concussion. Because if he did, they are liable. So you mean to tell me if they won't let Dale O'Brien wrestle, Dale O'Brien, who had to finally get cleared by like 13 doctors, <laughs> they're going to let Mick Foley do hell in the cell? That's when you really slide this contract over to Mick. Like, Mick, I'm going to need you to know what you're signing. <laughs> you sign this. If something go wrong, oops. <laughs> Nick Foley ain't going to do that. Because if he take the part the wrong way, he could die. Yes, you right. You right. I want to let you know you the same man that say every year Shane ain't jumping off that. He ain't jumping on this year. Every, now, every now Shane, year, he gives you one big spot, and you be like, you too old for that. You say it every time, and he do it. <laughs> but Shane is a consistent athlete. Mick Foley isn't. <laughs> what, what, what's Mick Foley's last match? There you go. Now, what Shane's last match? Wait, wait, it wasn't. I'm almost thinking about, was it Edge? <laughs> Mania? No. What, can, can, can you actually sit here and think, what was Mick Foley's last match? It wasn't during his stint as the commissioner of Raw. Had to be before that. I don't even remember. See what I'm saying? I don't even remember. I don't. Last match I remember him having was a TNA. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm going off last WWE match. <laughs> oh, you're going last WWE match. I'm going I, off. I, uh, I'm really going to say. I'm going Ric Flair, Somerset 2006. Yes. Was that after or before One Night Stand? That was after. Okay. Because <laughs> it was. <laughs> at that point, he was like, Nick, stop this. Mm. <laughs> so. Yeah, so no. Uh, I know that Sweet Salty Money is good, but uh, Mick Foley. No, he's not going for that. And Goldberg is going to go over there, and I don't know what they're going to have him doing, but I know he said he's going over there because he got two Instagrams or something from these kids over there, so they really wanted to see him. And I'm like, look, Goldberg, I know you love the kids. I know you love the kids, Goldberg. But they slid that, yo, I need you to do a five-second match for $4 million. Four, you think I won't? Shawn Michaels came out of retirement so Arturo K couldn't catch him. Yep. For m- millions of dollars. Millions. I mean, let me let's be real. As a man, as a man, would you say no? It ain't as a man. I don't put that qualification. As a human being, <laughs> I would say no. Because as a man, my morals is to say no. If you ask me as a human being, and somebody asking me as, hey, would you come over here and wrestle for? 10 minutes for $5 million. Right. I'll come over there and wrestle for 30 minutes for $5 million. <laughs> like, they, look, it, this could easily be like, hey, we need you to go against Joe. We're going to have you come out there and talk. And Samoa Joe's going to come out and badmouth you, saying I'm the new threat now. And said I, you can't even handle my bootstrap or something today. We're going to put this U.S. championship on the belt, and you're going to beat him, vacate it, and then that's it. That's going to be a thing. Something along these lines is happening. He wrestling somebody you saw you. I'll tell you that, or he's either going to interrupt the Elias segment. Elias just can't perform at pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Every, everybody interrupts him. All, <laughs> all you got to do is give him a spear, a jackhammer, and that's it. <laughs> And that's it. So, I mean, we'll see what, what Money in the Bank is going to bring. 
uh, for the global situation. Thank you for listening to that part of the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast of me and Quattro giving our thoughts on all the situations that's been going on. If you guys want to listen to it on increments, you guys can go to YouTube on the Nerd Coalition's YouTube channel and check out all the podcasts broken down. But this is the full show. And as on the full show, I am going to add on... Me and the host, the man of myth, the reality, Q-Flow, Flow, the Rookie's thoughts. Once again, we were in Swag on Zero's house, and he has a kind of a high ceiling, so it kind of feels, sounds a little echoey a little bit, and I don't, you know, the sound kind of projected the way I wanted to, and my performance, in my personal opinion, was not the best, but Q-Flow helped, helped me out, came there all hours of the night, and we did the podcast, so I don't want to just stop his version of it, so... What you're about to listen to now is Q-Flow's thoughts and opinions on all the things that we just talked about, plus a couple more things. So you're going to hear about Leo Rush and Luke Harper and Goldberg and all the other stuff that we talked about, plus a little bit more things that we talk about as well. So in the meantime, go sit back. If you guys are still here, I appreciate it. Make sure you guys check out Q-Flow's thoughts and everything, and then uh, enjoy the rest of the show. So, a lot of things been going on in wrestling. Where do we start? Where do I, where do we start? And you know, the first thing I, I had to actually sit here and do my research. So one of the things that came to my mind was Leo Rush. Ah. Yeah. So uh a lot of things has been going on backstage with Leo Rush. A lot of a lot of heat. And you know, a lot of things has been swirling around this past week. So I wanna make sure I got the full story. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who are not aware out there, there is some backstage heat with Leo Rush. This is like Enzo level heat. Yeah, it is. And a lot of people were saying that they were upset because he was bringing his wife to rehearsals and then he was uh, bringing all his family backstage and it was a, it was a toxic environment. And then finally, Fightful.com went to go get to Leo Rush and get his side of the story. Mm-hmm. There's always two sides of the story and then somewhere in the middle is the truth. So Leo Rush said that he had no, because uh, Finn Balor came to him and talked to him about his wife. He said he had no problems with Finn Balor. And he, he actually, some of the things he said was there was somebody that had previously worked for Ring of Honor like I did, who personally doesn't like me, and came over to WWE with him, and they've personally been out to get him. However, there's still more stuff that goes to that as long as well, money, and Leo Rush does not like feeling as though that he is a does like the freshman hazing as he calls it mm-hmm. uh in the WWE when it comes to rookies about carrying your bags and uh having the water ready for the superstars and things of that nature and he says it's not a racial thing but he says how it doesn't look right where you know you got this this black kid carrying all these bags right for all these top superstars so he doesn't want to carry any of the bags and there has been a lot of heat going on with Leo Rush. There's also been also thing talking about uh, his contract that they was offering him three hundred thousand dollars for five years. That was one of the rumors, but it looks Hold like up. three thousand. I mean, three hundred thousand each year or five years and five years, three hundred thousand. But when I looked it over, that's what my wife told me. Yeah, and then when I looked it over, it looks like they were saying. Three hundred thousand for a year, for five years. No, no, for like for, for, oh, one, for, for, for one, one year. year. Like I like, so I don't know how long the contract lasts, but because when she told me that, I was saying that NXT gets paid higher than that. Yeah. So 
a three hundred thousand for five years. I I mean, a that's lot of us make more than that. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not the case. So when she read it, it was three hundred thousand a year. But he wants to double it, saying six hundred thousand that he wants. Mm. And because he has to go and he, he's traveling with Bobby Lashley and he has no problem with Lashley and anything like that, but he has to pay for his flight, his rental cars, and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. that he does not necessarily I mean, afford. I was about to say, yeah, because he's still young. He's under 25, so he still get that, that underage fee when he's renting cars. Yeah. So... And he said that he does not get paid. He's not sitting on on the on the meetings with Bobby Lashley. He's not getting paid for any of the royalties for the catchphrases that be on Bobby Lashley's shirts mm-hmm. or whatever the cases may be. So that's is is all the heat. A couple superstars like Mark Henry took and said that you know he lied to my face as he went and asked him what was going on. Everything was all right with you and everything, and that he's saying that everything is cool. But Mark Henry knew that was a lie, and made a couple of comments saying that Leo Rush needs to, uh, it's not a racial issue, it's an ego it's an issue. Ego issue yeah. And it's a, uh, it's something that, you know, he needs to curb his spending, which, I mean, I'll get into Mark Henry's comments in a minute, but the first off, to start off with the Leo Rush thing, when you hear all this, I want to know, how does this make you feel? This, oh, so like, like I, I don't want to say what side do you take. Mm-hmm. You know, but when when you hear this stuff that's going on with Leo Rush, you know, what like, what was the first thought that that came into your mind? Um, it it kind of sounds like an ego thing. Um, uh-huh. I mean, three hundred three hundred thousand for a year, mm. traveling for a year. Uh, t- to a guy like me, yeah, that don't sound too bad. Uh huh. I get to travel, and I'm getting paid to travel. Like that don't sound too bad. I mean, the Hazen thing. I, I get it. It's kind of corny to me. Because uh-huh. it's like, why are we still sticking to these old traditions for real? Like, it's 2019. Can, yeah. we, can we stop? But, I mean, there's a lot of people who would want to be in Leo's position. Especially at such a young age. It's like, dude, you have, like, like you have the talent. Mm-hmm. You have the talent and you're young. Like, just, just. Sometimes you got to deal with the bumps, man. Just yeah. take your lumps, <coughs> take your lumps, get paid. You traveling, get paid. And, and you know I mean, and live and live life. You know, when, uh, going back, because I've actually met Leo Rush back at House of Hardcore. Mm-hmm. And I used to watch him on, on the indie circuit where he came to Philly and had a couple matches with Tony Nese and everything. And Leo Rush is like a cool dude. But one thing I did recognize about Leo Rush is Leo Rush. Even when I see his little makeshift documentary on YouTube, is he has a little bit of an ego problem. Yeah, and I do. And I think that when they called him up from NXT to the main roster so fast, it gave him the man of the hour gimmick mm-hmm. on Two Hundred Five Live. He thought he, yeah. I really think that kind of look. No pun intended. Rushed to his head a little bit, and of course the comments about Emma didn't help. Neither. Ah yeah, uh, back in the day, that, yeah. yeah, those comments didn't help neither. So he already had some kind of he going with him, and then so here's the thing: when it comes to WWE, I get both sides because mm-hmm. if if I want to talk about the, you know the carrying the bags and you know getting the war sort of I do agree with you. You know we are in a new era now because you know nobody does that in NXT. Right. Everybody comes in, they set up the ring, they get everything ready. It's a team effort. So if one man is slacking or anything, then next thing you know, they don't uh 
you know, something fails. So I do uh, think that, you know, the whole freshman thing, like that, I mean, once again, you have to be humble. Yeah. For the, for the guys who have done this already and who have, you know, paved the way for you to be there, there is a little humility that, that you have to play. And I do, I, I believe that Leo Rush feels as though that he's bigger than what he really is. Very talented individual. The guy's a very talented individual. I love watching Leo Rush wrestle. I can watch Leo Rush wrestle every day. And the man is self-taught. Yeah. Oh, yeah, really? the man is self-taught. So, the stuff that he has learned and taught himself and everything that to polish up his game, the man is good yeah. at what he does. But he is young. I'm saying he's younger and, than my brother. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's he's a very he's a very young guy, and I think that when he got pushed up to that role on the main roster, he does he, he really did not show. That's why I'm saying a lot of people need to say in NXT, and it's not because they need to win a championship or they need more time. It's like NXT teaches them so much more right. about that. And I think when he came up to the main roster, he did not get a chance to learn the humility part of it. Now, if the things, the 300000 thing, if it's for a year, that's pretty much that's, what you're worth right now. Yeah. That's pretty much what you're worth. Now, asking for double, I'm just like, see, we started to get into your veterans kind of money. Cause you know Mark Carey making eight hundred, nine hundred thousand a year. You know, and the man ain't even wrestling no more. Wrestle. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So you're saying six hundred thousand. You know, say so you're getting up there to your top mid carders. You know, you know, you're you're top because everybody's not gonna be a millionaire, right? Obviously, but you know, you're getting up there six hundred thousand. I remember back at WCW when Sting, and we know how high Sting is in his career. Was making seven hundred fifty thousand, so yeah. you only a hundred fifty thousand all from Sting, right? And you not Sting, brother. Exactly. So you know, uh, for that one year, that three hundred thousand, I really, uh, you should be fine. You should be, you should be fine with that. Yeah. You know, now if he's having his wife on coming in on rehearsals and then Finn's trying to tell him like, you know, hey, that's not a good idea for your wife to be here. You know, why is he wearing that wife? I don't know. They did, he, he's bringing his wife to rehearsals. Does she work for the company? Like, no, she don't. That's just his wife. Why well, she... Wife with two kids. I guess he just want to bring her out to, to show her. You know, because it was reports of his wife coming in there and then some of his family members coming in there. And, you know, it's the... I mean, that part, that, you can't do that, man. That's yeah. like me. Well, I mean, my brother used to work at my job, so it don't make sense now. Uh-huh. No, but I, I, I get what but you're that's trying like to say. That's like me taking my girlfriend. Hey, come come join me on this route. Like, yeah. You can't do that. It's... It it's is work. your it, it's your it's rehearsal. Right. And if you want to buy her a ticket, she sit in the front row. That's fine. That's fine. You know, if you if you want to just like every now and then be like, hey, I, I'm it's after a show. You come back there as we packing up to we get ready to drive to the next city, and you want to just like try to travel with, probably fine. Yeah. But you bringing them in with rehearsals could probably cause a distraction, or whether you want to show off or that, I, whatever the case may be. Yeah, there's no reason. Yeah. Whatever the case may be, but you know that is something that I you know probably wouldn't fly so much, and I I, I just feel that I want people you know because because Leo Rush said if you're not going to pay me, then release me, and then of course we know we got this stuff going on with AEW and these releasing problems, which we'll get to later on in this podcast, mm-hmm. but 
Leo Rush is asked to be released and probably to go to, to show them the talent that they that they have. Once again, like I said, dynamite talent. Very dynamite kind of talent. But I, I really I really strongly believe it's an ego thing. Yeah. And I was at I was uh when me and my wife was talking about it yesterday, I was saying, you know, he probably don't want to talk to Mark because he looks at Mark probably like a yes man. And I'm saying, I'm like, Mark Henry don't put up with that bullshit. But Mark Henry's one of those kind of guys that Vince got a love for Mark Henry that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. It's like Vince got a love for our truth that yeah. I don't understand. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and it's and Vince got a love for the New Day that I just don't understand. There are certain people that if you have an issue, you know, instead of trying to, you know, strut your ego around backstage, that they can actually help you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, especially when you're a man of color, you know, there it, there wasn't that much help, you know, back then for us. I mean, and that's just we're getting more help now to help, you know, project your voice. I mean, me personally, Cedric and Mustafa Ali and Buddy Murphy, now they're all up here coming on SmackDown, but they ran their ropes in uh, NXT for a little bit, mm-hmm. and it, you know, at two or five live, you know, say it. I, I mean, I, the, th- the only thing I could say different with two or five live dudes was they did have their time to shine in the bright lights of Raw and yeah. Now, so you're right before they made their before own, they, yeah. really made their own show. But yeah, I I think it could be a case where Leo Rush got too much too quickly. Yeah, and that's 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 very unfortunate when you when you talk about a a, a talent like that. So I really, I don't want to leave because he has a lot of good potential. I mean, but once again, you got the AEW around the corner. You you never you, you could leave and go, and because uh, he's a very small guy. Mm-hmm. No, there's no telling how far Vince is going to be able to put him, or you know, is he, what's he really going to plan on doing with him? I want him to stay. I would want him to you know because just running and going somewhere else. You know, Cody and the Young Bucks ain't gonna put up with your ego neither. Right. You know, you, you gotta you, you somebody gotta be able to teach you some some humility somewhere. And, and that's like, what I mean, that's what uh Mark Henry was saying. He was saying like like all the all the big dogs had to go through this. He was like Stone Cold had to go through it and The Rock had to go through it. You're not neither of them. Like just take your you know what I mean? That's what I was saying, like as far as like your payment and all that, take take that, man. Like I would love to travel get Three hundred k a year. Well, for that year, yeah. Now, uh, granted, I see the thing is, I would love to travel and get that money, but I don't want to be bumped around. Yeah, I don't I'm, about to say, I'm not. You know, I understand them carrying the bags and all that. Yeah, we we pass we pass them type of times. But. T- yeah, but it's because I it's all about the money. Because I know when they, like I said, when we see the John Oliver thing, when they got to pay for their own health care and they got to pay for their own uh, medical bills, and then when, when they they got to get their own rental cars and their flight stuff like that. That shit does take a lot. That's why you you hear stories like don't want hard stories of everybody trying to uh, be cheap and just, you know, sleep in cars or, you know, group up yeah, to buy a hotel like, and Teddy makes, Long was like the cheapest cheapest guy ever, right? Yeah, hit well him or oh, hard McFoley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was it was just very just very cheap because they wanted to save all their money because the the reason I pay for all this stuff. Right. So I can understand where he, uh, especially being only 24 years old, mm-hmm. I, I, I can understand that, you know, it's a lot of pressure for you to go around here and drive and get some of your own ready cars. I don't even know if he's tra- uh, traveling with Bobby. 
or not. Because, you know, Bobby's a veteran. So, Bobby, he probably, I don't know, Bobby's on that private plane. I don't know, Bobby is getting ride on, 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 on a bus. tour bus or yeah, you know, yeah. whatever the case may be. But wherever Bobby's going, Leo got to get there, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, 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 I get him on that part. I get him on that part. But, you know, you, your ego is not going to help anybody backstage help be your friend, get you out this Mm-hmm. Situation because nobody's gonna want to work with you, nobody's gonna want to let you. I mean, nobody's gonna want to sell for you, exactly. You look good, yeah. Which uh brings me also to my next thing because, um, also a lot of issues that we got backstage. Luke Harper, you know, he was supposed to feud with somebody, and I can't remember who it was. Well, he was supposed to be Sammy Zane's first feud when yeah, he first yeah, came that's back, what it was. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. So, Luke Harper. It just has been mentioned that he got an additional six months added to his contract because he asked for a release. Mm-hmm. So I was doing some research and I was actually listening to uh, JD from New York. If anybody listens to JD from New York, it's a podcast. Uh, this guy comes right from New York. Very interesting podcast. This man be angry at Vince. He be tearing Vince a new asshole. So you want some entertaining stuff, make sure you guys <laughs> check out uh, JD from New York. So... He was saying that uh, there was a a, a thing because you know EC three has just floundered. Mm-hmm. He has done nothing on this main roster whatsoever. Right. So they try to go back to the impact days to put it with Drake Maverick. You know the guy who was with AOP, which that's what they were. He was with his he was Rockstar Spud back in Impact. They had a little thing going. Yeah. So they tried that out on an episode of main event, and he was facing Luke Harper. And with the after the match goal, it wasn't, you know, I, I didn't see the match. I can't judge it. Mr. McMahon says one of the worst matches he's ever seen. So, he been trying to get Luke Harper to change his character. And Luke Harper can't do a Southern accent. So, since he can't do a Southern accent, he's being punished for that. That's and, bullshit. And right. now, Luke Harper said, okay... If this is the case, because it's not Luke Harper's fault that there's no more Bludgeon Brothers. Eric Rowan is the one that's been injury prone. Right. Every time they be a tag team, Eric Rowan is always the one that gets injured. Mm-hmm. And every time, it's unfair when a tag team member gets injured, that goes down for their own tag team. But Luke Harper is a very talented big man that could have th- thrived on his own. Mm-hmm. So when Eric Rowan went down, he comes back as Daniel Bryan's guy. Luke Harper didn't come back and do anything. Right. So he's sitting there. So he's like, I want to be released. Release me from my contract. And WWE says no. They add an additional six months on there. So now they ain't got nothing for him. He sits at home and makes money. And he can't go anywhere. Right. He's on, on WWE's contract. For the rest of this year, I did hear they might pair him up with uh, Bray again. Oh, see this thing, but but yeah. why now? Because Bray got this whole funhouse thing going on. Yeah, and I I kind of don't want to see it. I want to see him go his own direction in yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to see Luke Harper doing thing. But here's the thing: I don't understand why Vince all of a sudden says that he has his thing against Luke Harper because you know. If that's the case, what was the problem with the Bludgeon Brothers, which was your idea? Mm-hmm. What was the problem which with... Which wasn't a bad idea. 
I like the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah. Uh, what was the problem when he was feuding with Randy Orton when they was in the Wyatt family? Mm-hmm. You know, he was doing like almost main event caliber stuff, but he had a little solo run in 2015. So I'm trying to understand what is the issue? Where is the dislike and the heat coming from that you're doing this to these superstars that just want to leave? Right. They're basically trying to say, you, I'm trying to save you money. You have nothing for me to do here. Right. But now this is, a, this is a thing of Vince McMahon getting petty and panicking. Right. At this point, I mean, I, let him go. You save money. You make room on your roster, which you barely use anyway. Like, Because you got too many people got, on the roster right. in, the first, in, in, in the first place. Breezango, I mean, Breezango. Tyler Breeze is back in NXT permanently. Like, Yeah. Just, you, you're not doing shit with half your roster. Just. Let them go. They want to leave. Let them leave. Ask the ask the thing is, see, the WWE has not experienced competition in decades. Right. And I mean, you could do the whole TNA thing, and they had their own thing going on, but it wasn't like legit. But AEW is thinking about coming back to Turner, getting a big TV deal. They're not they're not going head head to head with them on Mondays and Tuesdays. Right. But they AEW. AEW has gold dust. I didn't even know he left the company. He left. I he, didn't even know that. He I'm left. Like, what the hell? I'm like, how is this happening? I'm like, when did he leave? He left and went over there. He's having a match with Cody at yeah. double none. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I knew Cody was like, eventually he's going to go sign his brother. Even though his brother, gold is like, uh, I think early 50s. Mm-hmm. You know, so he ain't like, he's going to go out there and have like a whole 10 year wrestling run. But I'm just saying, but he can at least do something. Yeah. You know, because it said just floundering out and because I one day Dustin Rose said he is tired of being Goldust. Mm-hmm. That man has been gold since nineteen ninety six, and I was like, I get it. I do too. You know, you're older, and the character has just died out. You know, and I mean, they did try to bring it back a little bit with the little Hollywood thing. They did the heel turn and didn't let it go nowhere. It did go nowhere. It was, I was like, it was looking good too. I was like, give him the championship. You know, you could just there's other things you can do with that, but. They, they, they didn't do it. And, it and, then, and he was gone. I didn't even know he was gone. I didn't usually like get a, I mean, farewell. You, uh, we wish you good on your endeavors. I ain't seen none of that. No. I'm like, when the hell did Goldust leave? Like, yeah, he, that's he, what I'm saying. It's just many, That's what I'm saying. It's too many people on your roster. You're barely using them. And if you are using them, you're using them like shit. Like, yep. I, I don't know. They tried to get a revival also an extension. Mm-hmm. Give them five hundred thousand dollars, and they didn't sign. Same thing with the club that's going. They they leaving mm-hmm. in September. As soon as that contract is up, they they going. And I know W is you know uh, fears that, but then they also keep saying that Luke Harper was injured, so they want to add the six more months on there because they to fulfill those kind of. Oh things. yeah 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 yeah. Kind of, in, yeah. kind of bullshit. Uh, yeah. But I was like, but still, there's still no reason to hold this man hostage. hostage. On his contract, and now there, there's reports coming out that there are superstars that I don't know who the superstars that whatever trying to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you know uh, you got the names of any of them or not, but I know that there were superstars out there that were trying to get fired, to trying to get fired, so they can leave and go on the AEW and then uh, fail drug tests, and WWE is not going to fire them. And has made a statement saying that they're, they're not going to fire people who are try, purposely, try, purposely trying to get fired. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, this is getting really 
really toxic. This yeah. is getting like to a really toxic work environment, and to the point where I have never seen so much kind of panic and so much of a scene now. Because I've told, I have said before that Mister Man is just out of touch, but now he's like an angry out of touch. It seems like, and now it seems as though that every time somebody even wants to reach anything, he is like he got to get back and keep them here just so they won't join the conversation. But eventually, eventually the contract will run out. Yeah, eventually they will leave. I guess this this may be a way of let me just hold them so I can see if I if I'm going to do something with them, and then maybe they won't want me to stay. Mm-hmm. And then. Kind of like what what brings up to my next topic, John Moxie is back. Mm-hmm. Dean Ambrose they said his vignette was, was provided by the WWE. That's what some people said, and I had to go see it because I know there was a lot you of. See it? I did not see it. Oh, I, I I need to see it. Yeah. I did not see the trailer, but I do know they're what, they're what? saying in the trailer. You'll see it too. They were saying in the trailer. Uh. They hinted some with the dice, not dice. It was something in there. Uh-huh. They hinted the double or nothing. Yeah, I don't know if it's legit or not, but yeah. Dean Ambrose contract of expired at midnight on April thirtieth. When we went right to May first, as mm-hmm. soon as midnight hit, that vignette came out about John Moxie. Mm-hmm. And I heard there was blood in there. There was guns mm-hmm. in there. I heard it was all he got his fist wrapped with barbed wire. Yeah, that mm-hmm. WWE can't put that on their product. And they own the name <laughs> Dean Ambrose. Their Universal Champ is about to get troubled it because he retweeted it. Ooh. <laughs> See, that's why. Also, I don't know. Seth, I may not be walking out with the championship neither. But once again, but yeah, he's a uh, back as John Moxie now mm-hmm. in the wrestling business. And I, I know there's a uh, JD Moxie who joins the uh, the podcast as well. So I know he's out there. He's very doing excited. jumping jacks. Yep. Doing jumping jacks. That John Moxie's back, but. How do you feel about John Moxie coming back to the wrestling business? I'm hey, I'm glad, man. If like I said, like I I never want to see nobody, you know, leave their job or whatever, but it's like do what makes you happy, man. If being this hardcore killer is what make you happy, I'm here for it, man. Enjoy uh, your life, enjoy your job. You ain't getting no younger, man. So I agree. I'm 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 here for it. I'm here for it. where he going to go, I don't know, but I'm here for it. I would love to see him pop up in AEW. Yeah. At double or nothing, of course, obviously. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Uh, being a big because Dean Ambrose has been the Iron Man for WWE for years, and I don't know what Vince thought because he was being very nice to him at the end. He did he did a couple Shield closings at the end, yeah, and stuff like that. They, and, they and had to because the way he went off on Raw was bullshit. Yeah, and I I think they I think they did a really good job at. Uh, did you see the Easter the, match? The Easter match. Remember it, they had that they had. The final, final one was on Easter. No, I meant I was I, Easter, yeah. so I probably didn't oh, right, see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I missed it too. But but who was he going up against? It was no, it was the Shield. It was the Shield's final run on uh-huh. Easter. It was them versus uh, I think the the new three man band again. Oh yeah. God, don't oh God, you talking yeah. McIntyre, Lashley, and, and Corbin? Yeah, I think. Uh huh. I, I don't remember. Was that a live show? Or was that an actual Raw? It was a. Uh, it was a it was a live show, but it was being shown on the network. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was it was just that one match being shown on the network. Gotcha. So. Okay, yeah. So I mean, me personally, John Moxley, 
I always thought was kind of fucking crazy when he was. I seen him in CZW. Mm-hmm. And, 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 yeah, CZW. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and like the death matchup that he would do, but I would uh, for for that character to come back because Dean Ambrose has been stale, mm-hmm. and every time Dean Ambrose tried to do something, it it was very stale. And I I knew once he became heel and started the Bane thing, it was not going to work. And I was just like, that's why I was like, this this heel Dean Ambrose. Because he turned good, mm-hmm. he turned on the, the shield. Turn was good, but then it just could not follow the through with it. Yeah. And I was like, as soon as I see him come out there with a gas mask on, so I was like, this is not. I like that jacket. I don't care. You, you like the jacket? I, I was like saying, but I'm saying, <laughs> as soon as I seen that, I said, this, this ain't gonna work out for this guy at all. He's not gonna, he's not gonna enjoy this. He's not gonna want to be a part of this. And this is not who his heel. So it is. This is the first time we actually got to see Dean Ambrose as a heel that's not a part of the shield. Right. So with the, and he can't he came back out got his body great and everything, but mm-hmm. but now I'm just like, you know, at first I was like, I don't want Dean Ambrose because I'm biased. I want, you know, Dean Ambrose at WWE. I, but I seeing the John Moxley come back, I'm like, you know what? This character here, I think really Especially really, with this new build he got. Yes, you know I mean? he all, he's back and she's good. He done bulked up. Yeah, he got the beard going. Ah, yeah. Oh, it's good. I mean, because because the John Moss back in the day had the, the, the little Jeff Hardy chain on. Oh, god, uh, it was very skinny. Had the yeah. little messy hair. So yeah, this one looks like like a very threat. And I'm really hoping that he'll show up at a double or nothing. And if Cody can get Dean Ambrose over the AEW, I don't know. I don't think it's gonna be that hard. But if Cody can get Dean Ambrose over to AEW. If they can still gotta, just get CM Punk, he is not Dean Ambrose anymore. If if you can get John Moxley over to AEW, absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And they can somehow pull CM Punk over there. CM Punk wants to come. Did you see the video when he came? Man. He popped up at a. a little, I don't know if it was a wrestling event or like a WrestleCon or something. Uh-huh. But he popped up, did it, hit somebody with the GTS in the ring, and yeah. dipped out. He had a mask on, right? Yeah, yeah. I heard about that. I heard about that. If Cody can somehow get a CM Punk and a Dean Ambrose over to AEW, talk about being scared. Mm-hmm. Talk about being scared over there. Because once again, we got to see what Double Nothing does also. Yeah. And then we got to see because, you know, how their production and stuff is going to be and what the, the TV deal may look like and how the TV set is going to look like. Is it going to look like a, I watch a Channel 48 show? Or look, I'm actually watching TNT. I'm watching a high-budget quality wrestling show with great production quality and stuff yeah. like that. So, you know, with a lot of people really going over there, Dean Ambrose making his way over there, I'm telling you, excuse me, John, I, I used to it. John Moxie making his way over there. The wrestling business needs to be on high alert. High alert. And, you know, it's ain't nothing but WWE's own fault. I don't even know because there was rumors thinking that Vince thought he was going to retire. After he... Are you serious right now? Vince ain't leaving the company till he on his last leg. I'm talking about Dean. I'm talking about when, when, when oh, Dean's about oh, to oh. leave. And I'm just like, you, you really thought that? You really... And you know what? I don't even think that Dean, when he was in WWE, was asking for much. I really think, I don't think so. the Brock Lesnar match at WrestleMania 32 played a part in it. And that Stone that Cold Stone podcast Cold, yeah. played a part in it. I think all those things played a part in it and why he was really 
he's really pissed off, and I think he really wanted to show how much of a great character he can be, but the, the WWE bullshit that they give him, you know, plateaus him. Okay. And he, and he can't be the, the what they call the lunatic fringe like he wants to be. Every time Dean does stuff, it's they, this PG era too, man. Exactly, and they just keep doing, thrusting him back in with the shield and making him be funny and comical and stuff like that. Like that's not what his character was when he first came here, mm-hmm. and that's not what his character was in the indies. Now, I mean, do I want to go out there and hurt himself and do all this hardcore shit yeah. overnight? Not at all, but. Like a him and Kenny Omega, a him and a Cody, or him and a Pentagon, a death match. I pay money to see those kind of matches. You know what? I hate this guy, but bring Sammy Callahan. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, Sammy Callahan. I mean, because he's an impact right now, but yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah, I'm saying, but you can bring, bring Sammy Callahan over, have another uh, death match with Dean Ambrose, and you mm-hmm. can just have. Speaking of impact, did you see that ECW reunion? No, I missed it. Yeah, it was uh, RVD, Tommy Dreamer. Then they got attacked by somebody. They got attacked by some team called the North. And then Sabu came up with the save. And Ooh. They just, yeah. No, I actually, I missed that. Yeah. I got to make sure I check that out. So, but yeah, John, John Moxie back in, in, in wrestling. And I, you know what? I'm actually very, very happy for him. Mm-hmm. Speaking about back to wrestling. Uh, Goldberg. King is back. So, uh, and people are mad. People don't care. I'm laughing at them. People are (laughs) a little upset because Goldberg has been another rest of the falls. Goldberg. That sweet, salty money. Uh, the Judith. I I, I don't know what the the event is called. I don't know what it's called either. But Goldberg is finding his way (laughs) to go to Saudi Arabia. Mm hmm. Me being, well, me and Q-Flow being Goldberg fans here. I'm happy Goldberg's coming back. Yup. There are a lot of people that are not happy that Goldberg is coming no, back. You know why they're not happy? There's a rumor going around he's supposed to take the title off Kofi. Oh. <laughs> I don't, I don't, that wouldn't, oh. That would Ah, Look, it's Goldberg, a, man. I'm sorry. As much as I love, Go- I don't know. Not, not Kofi. I know, not I know. Kofi, man. It's Goldberg, I man. I, Look, ah, I, I love Goldberg, but you know, what I'm saying I'm like, yo, don't do it to Kofi like that, though, man. Out of all the people for Kofi to lose to, Goldberg, Goldberg come on like, now. Ah, but that, you know, Big E will be at, like, Kofi, man. Can you please do it one time? Like, just take this L one time. You'll get it back. Like. <laughs> Nah, but that's the rumor going around. He's supposed to take the title off of Kofi. I, I, the rumor killer might be out there though. I, uh-huh. didn't, I didn't check yet, but um, I think that's why people are. I think that's why some of the people are mad. That other people are mad because like, why is he coming back? Yeah, and once again, but it says Saudi. This okay. Well, <laughs> I don't think people a lot, a lot of people understand. WWE ha- in the past year has made more money. From Saudi Arabia than WrestleMania. Right. That's the that that's, is that's, just a fact. Yeah. Saudi Arabia is giving them millions of, of millions of dollars. People don't understand something. Uh Shawn Michaels came out of retirement. Which Shawn Michaels has probably been one of the only people. Hair gone. Hair gone that has been honoring being retired. And came out of retirement to 
participate in the Saudi Arabia show because the money. Wait, that was Crown Jewel? I thought that was Super Showdown. No, no, no. That was Crown Jewel when they had the... Super t- Showdown was the tag match. No, Super, Super Showdown was his Undertaker versus Triple H. That was the, the, the final time ever. They had Sean yeah. in his corner yeah. and Kane in his corner. And then Crown Jewel, Jewel was, was a tag, the match. tag match. Yes. Okay. All right. It was that paycheck. They got the mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee. <laughs> to go overseas. To go overseas to have a match where his whole mask flew off. So... You don't think Goldberg, because Radio made a comment on, on uh, social media, and DeRusso said, hey, everybody, cheer up. Goldberg's coming back. And Radio said, that's another $2 million. And I'm like, that's what they were probably paying. Two, three, four million for a, just a night? Two million to go wrestle for what? 15 minutes? Hell yeah, I'm going. Yeah. So, that is, so right now, it is confirmed that Goldberg, Brock Lesnar... And the Undertaker will all be in at the Saudi show. Mm-hmm. And you know the funny Bobby thing? Bobby Lashley called out Goldberg, too. Ooh. Ooh. I love to see Goldberg yeah. kick his yeah. ass. So, <laughs> you know, so I mean, I, I'm not mad at Goldberg. I mean, but this is, you know, because there was rumors of him trying to get some talks with going to AEW. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't need that. I mean, but this is why, you know. AEW not going to Saudi Arabia. No, 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 he not. And I can see this is why, you know, uh, Goldberg is going to most likely be with the company for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Sign that nice little, nice little contract, legend contract. I mean, he, he got a son. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, them that millions of dollars. Yeah, he gonna come take. He gonna take that money, and I'm not gonna be mad at one of my favorite wrestlers for coming to take that money. I mean, nope. is it the Saudi? I mean, is some shit going on in Saudi Arabia? Because I know Dan Bryan's not going back. Nah, I know Cena not going, not going back. And Cena not going back. They they got their morals and whatever the principles or whatever. The case may be, which I do agree with. I do agree with. Mm-hmm. But that that money is. If I knew the money was rich when they when Sean came out of retirement, it had to be. Cause Sean passed up dream match after dream match after dream match. Yep. You don't pass that up. He came back for a tag match. For a tag match situation that was ass. <laughs> That was terrible. That 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 (laughs) match was ass, and nobody did anything they was supposed to fucking do. Shawn Michaels triple blew his quad out or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, his pectoral. Yeah. That whole match was held up by a fifty-five or was a fifty-four-year-old man. Is Shawn Michaels were Undertaker? And Kane and Triple H all could not do what they were supposed to do. That match was terrible. But you know what? He got his sweet salty money and he was out of there. Mm-hmm. And you know, when hearing Brock Lesnar was done with uh, UFC. Yeah, and MMA, he retired from there. Dana White can't have said that. So he'll come back there getting that money. I don't know what these matches are going to be or what kind of matches they're going to have there or whatever the case may be. <laughs> I don't need another Goldberg-Lesnar match, honestly. I don't... Oh shit, but, you know, I hope that rumor is just a rumor because by the time we're oh, doing Oh, yeah, this, I don't need that Kofi Joan either. Yeah, yeah I, I t- you can't take that. You can't take Kofi Joan. Ah, you Goldberg take- with the belt, though. See, we're the only two who could say our favorite cha- our favorite wrestler has held the universal title, at least. Yeah, exactly. But taking it off... Of, oh, man, you talk about number one heel... 
Because it, 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 it ain't just about Kofi losing the title. It's Goldberg. Right. And as much of a Goldberg fan I am, it's Goldberg in 2019. You know, it's not... Oh, say so Goldberg from uh, 1997. So, that's uh, that's a little bit different. So, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. So, I'm, I'm curious to see what the plan for Goldberg is going to be at Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And an, another thing also... When is that show? That is... Let's see, because Money in the Bank is in May. Saudi Arabia is in June, I believe. Okay. Because Extreme Rules is in July. All right. And then SummerSlam is in August. All right, cool. Yeah, so you're having that show, yeah, in June. So, uh, also, you, this is how money talks. Your boy Mick Foley. What he do? Mick Foley said for this Saudi Arabia show, he does not mind wrestling, listen to this, wrestling The Undertaker in a Hell in a Cell match again for the right price. Uh, I said that it's like the spirit of Ted DiBiase is still in this company. Exactly, <laughs> he would for the right price. So that means Mick Foley said, if you come to me, WWE and says, "Hey, here go five million, go wrestle." Because first of all, don't now I I didn't jump on Mick Foley's you know topic because I'm like Mick Foley and Undertaker cannot climb the cage no more. Right. I got nothing to worry about. Right. Mick Foley and the Undertaker cannot have that match they had back in '98. It can't happen. Can some steel steps be thrown? Can some wood be shown? Can some thumbtacks come out? Yeah. Sure. A chair shot or two, you know, in WWE's uh, standards of hitting them in the back. Yeah, that can happen. But there they is no big-ass mm-hmm. spots happening in that old man match. <laughs> but just to hear you, just to hear that Mick Foley don't <laughs> mind Doing it, I, I got. I gotta hear your opinion about that. Look, man, blood money is still money. Oh. <laughs> it's still money, man. Uh, <laughs> again, I don't. I don't blame him, man. I don't blame. Five million to for what? Fifteen minutes of wrestling, a couple thumbtacks. Hell yeah, I'm gonna do it. This man can't. <laughs> this man can't even walk now. This man walk with a permanent hip. Look, man, you got. He gonna take the cortisone shot. She's like, let's go, let's go, man. I ah, it's that money, man. I don't blame him for wanting to get paid. You know what I mean? Uh, it's it's this is probably like a really this is a really quick, nice check. I don't blame him. I don't blame him, but it's like, is it worth it? Is it really worth it? No. At, at his age, is it worth it? Because at my age, I will do it. Yeah, I'm 26. I'll go do it. I'll I'll jump off the damn thing for five million. <laughs> five million? I'm fl- yeah. I'm gonna fly right to the bank. What you mean? <laughs> <laughs> as soon as that ta- as soon as I crash to that table, ching ching. That's all I'm gonna hear. Yeah, you know what I mean. But um, at his age, I mean, at some point, it's not worth it. You guys really need to. It's like, why is there a lot of monetary issues with this company? Are you guys not saving money that well? I know money runs out, but like y'all don't have pension plans or nothing. What's going? Why they? Well, when you say we say right now, you mean like the company or what? No, no, the superstar. Oh well, they run out of money because they don't have. Uh, they got to pay for everything. I mean, yeah, but I'm saying though, like, like 
I'm, like in Mick Foley's case, like uh, you ain't got no no retirement plan. Like let's go. No, no, they don't got that for the wrestlers. That's what, that's what we talk about on, on, on a John Oliver show. That's what they're saying. This company is disgusting. When when, when Jake Roberts had to go on a GoFundMe to go pay for his surgery. Oh shit, I remember that. Yeah, for yeah. the fans, they, they ain't got nobody outdoors and stuff like that. So that's why Mick Foley was the kind of guys that save his save all his money. But you gotta think somebody like a Mick Foley who said who. In his career, at the height of his career, say probably made like a million dollars a year, right? Mm-hmm. If Saudi Arabia is saying I will g- give you four million dollars for this right match, now. oh well, what? I'm because that's that's, I'm that's, that's, that's at the height of his career. Right. You got to think when he was in, in WCW, he was at that three hundred dollar. $500,000 range, smacking and throwing his body all around, and Mick Foley came into play. And then at that time, in the Attitude Era, those guys were not being paid like they are now. Right. So you got you to gotta figure, he probably making, uh, let's see, because at the time, the reason why Kevin Nash and Scott Hall left, because they wasn't making Sting money kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They was making like uh, $700,000, $800,000 a year. At that time, that was high for a wrestler. Yeah. So you got to think like a, a Mankind on Atchidary when, when they were still trying to you know rise the up to prominence again, he would be making about $600,000. So, and then as the height of his career, he, so he could have been like, you know what? Mick Foley could be making like you could say in like nineteen ninety nine two thousand, he could bring home a million dollars or even nine hundred thousand dollars, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Mm-hmm. But for somebody to say go for four million dollars in just this one matchup, because the, obviously the Saudi prince is stuck in the past. Yeah, he's still asking for Ultimate Warrior and Uncle Yokozuna. They're dead. Didn't they, didn't he want the Rock to win the title last yeah, year? Yeah, like what, what are you talking <laughs> about? So if they say, "Yo, I want to see Mick Foley versus Undertaker in Hell in the Cell," but it will give each superstar four million dollars to do it. Shit. Yep. Yeah. Man, yeah, I, yeah. before you're gonna go and take that money, and uh, An international trip, and four million dollars. Yeah, I don't blame him, man. Yeah. But the only question is, what bump would he take that won't like in his life? Yeah, because Mick Foley's body is a beat up car and still runs. Yeah, but he walks with a limp. He obviously has hip problems, stuff like that. And even because you also got to think your partner that you in there with the Undertaker. Yeah, exactly. If the man drop you or anything of that nature, you know, or put you down the wrong way, then you can fuck up both your lives, kind of thing like that. So you know, you gotta think about that because the match can't be but so hardcore. But, they, I, but, but again, they're not. I mean, he's not flying off anything. Thank goodness. But you want to get a couple chair shots, Foley? Yeah. You want to take a couple chair shots? I mean, there might be a table involved. I mean, Shawn Michaels mm-hmm. uh, went off the risk of. Undertaker and Kane didn't catch him. Yeah. We did a moonsault to the outside of the ring and busted his nose up. But he probably sitting on that sweet salty money though. Uh-huh. So I'm saying he got a nice five million dollars. Oh my nose bleeding. Yeah. So I mean, you know, what? Honestly, I seriously doubt that they're going to have Mick Foley at the next uh, Saudi Arabia show. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, it was good just to think about it because I I know. That just seeing them two broke buys in the ring, I don't want to see that. Yeah, I don't want to see that thing at all. 
So going to Saudi Arabia, that's like oh, bonus time. Like, <laughs> uh huh. Damn, that's a lot of money, man. Uh, also, uh, for ten minutes of wrestling, Jesus. Uh huh. It makes no sense neither. So, <laughs> also in one of the conference calls, Vince McMahon, once again, Big Daddy Vince, mm-hmm. because for the past week, especially since the Superstar Shakeup, the Raw and SmackDown ratings have gone down. Yep. And I mean, damn, this was the worst shakeup episodes since the shakeup started. So, Vince McMahon comes out and makes it seem as though he says, uh, the reason why the ratings are down is because of talent absences. So, with that being said, is saying that because John Cena's not yeah, here. Yeah, I was about to say he's looking for Cena. I know that. Yeah, because John Cena's not here, because we don't have our top superstars on certain shows, that means that uh, that's why the ratings are down. That's not why the ratings that's, are down. Yeah. That is not. And once again, the senile of that statement, the asinineness of that statement, of automatically saying, you know what? We aren't getting uh, our stars ain't here because and that's why the ratings are down. Your ratings are down because you put out a shit product. Yep. Every single week, and you don't have any. It don't feel like you have any creative team that that you hired for going in and creating any kind of uh, captivating television for three hours, especially or raw. Mm-hmm. So what is everybody supposed to do? Supposed supposed to watch. I remember back in the day where I had to run the house to watch Raw, or back when it was the Monday Night Wars, there was never watching them. I mean, you can go, you can flip back and forth, but one had to always be taped and one you could watch live. Right. And the house I grew up in, I always watched Nitro live, tape Raw. I was in it because I grew up a WCW guy. Yeah. So, but then there was times when when ninety nine hit WCW, I was flipping flicking the Raw and taping Nitro. I went backwards and then flipping back and forth. When there's one commercial, you flip. When another commercial, you flip. Yeah. Kind of. We don't have that no more. We don't have it no more. And uh, that is a thing where I'm just like, man, I really, I don't want to do that again. I want to do that again. But there now there's people that are coming home like like you tell me like I'm on my ride. I ain't really watch Raw mm-hmm. or I'm catching up on YouTube or. I'm trying to watch a little bit of it because I know I got a show to run. Right. Kind of thing. The reason why I watch it. Because if it was up to me, honestly, when Raw comes on, it's background stuff for me now. Unless I'm interested in having I'm playing my Nintendo Switch. or See, the I, only reason why they get my view is because I'm at work and I'll be bored. So it's like, <laughs> fuck it. Wrestling on. Let me turn to wrestling. But on Tuesdays is when I get my, my Battle Rap radio. I'm saying like, if something don't ca- happen in like 30 minutes and I see that YouTube notification come up, I'm leaving. Yeah. I'm leaving. So, I... So, I yeah. I, I think it's very asinine for... But yeah, you can't say that, man. You you First off, you, you did most of these call-ups early as hell. Uh-huh. You brought uh, Ricochet and them over before WrestleMania. Oh, God, how he is... Fucked up Ricochet. You brought them on. You put them on the wrong shows. Uh-huh. Ricochet is supposed to. He is a SmackDown guy. He's supposed to be on SmackDown. Black is supposed to be on Raw. Yeah. But everybody's like, well, he's going to get lost in the talent. Everybody's lost in the talent. Yeah. At this point. But, um, 
Yeah, uh, 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 you done, you done fucked up the war, uh, the Viking experience, uh, the Viking, what, are, what is their name? Names. What is their name? Keep like, changing every single week, it seems like. Right. Now uh, we're at the Viking Raiders. Hopefully it stays there this time. I, I guess, uh, uh. Uh, uh, what else is going on? You you fucked up with your with your uh shake up. Mm. The Almas popped up on Raw. Now yeah. he ba- I get it. They keeping couples together, but you knew that already. What, uh-huh. were, you, what were you doing? Or you should have put Black on Raw like he's supposed to be. I don't understand how this shake up even went because the first shake up we, we we got a couple people, and then next week we just start seeing new people on Raw SmackDown. I'm like, I didn't even know they came over here. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know they came over here. And then, uh, there was also had reports of Vince wants to change it to Super Bowl Shaker, uh next year because he was watching one of the NFL drafts. Uh, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, just like I, I heard JD from New York was saying too, has this man never seen a professional sports draft before? So what do you want to, uh, well, first of all, I hope they don't give no fucking Raw SmackDown hats and jerseys, number one. And shake the commissioner. Didn't bro. they do that already? Or, like, have Raw SmackDown gear during shake-up time? Well, yeah, they had the t-shirts and stuff like yeah. that. But Cena had the jersey. That's what it was. He want to make it, like, a bigger deal. Kind of thing of getting drafted. I'm like, but you should have been did that already. Yeah. You should have been did it. Because the, the shake-up, I never liked the shake-up. It was, just, it was just basically, you know, you just take a couple people over here that need to change and a couple people over here that need to change so you can get a new environment and stuff like that. Honestly, I felt as though the shakeup should have been a thing where WrestleMania is the end. That shit, season finale. Mm-hmm. Vacate all championships for both shows. Start to pull over, redraft a whole new show. Don't just shake up four uh... or five people. I, I, I'm, it, I'm with you on that, but I mean, like, look at a dude like Kofi. Like, so he, at the WrestleMania, he, he's the only champion for a week? Like, you know, that's a good point. Do you probably had to keep the champions? Yeah. Though. Well, keep the champions. Keep the champions, but I mean, yeah. and I see, and that's what they fucked up making the universal title. Yeah. Because it's a red belt. Like, if you stuck with, what was the title before that? Before uh, they unified them? Oh, it was the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, if they, yeah. Stuck, if they stuck with just that. Then we could have flipped champions too, like, uh-huh. but whatever. I mean, we here, so yeah. So I mean, so I I get that that, that version of it. I would say because uh, if right, if Kofi was the winner, you like didn't see the suits for. I'm saying but, he's only champion for a yeah, week. Yeah, but, you, but yeah. you would keep the champions, and then you would just draft a whole new pool. So it wouldn't be like okay. So next thing you know, hey, I'm going to my first overall pick is going to be AJ Styles for Raw. Fine. My first overall pick for SmackDown Roman is Reigns. Roman Reigns, kind of that nature. That you know, that's how they. That's or how they even used to Bro- do it, wasn't or, it? Yeah, or even Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Or or Ronda Rousey, whatever the case may be. You know, you, you start all over again, and you really get a whole sense of a draft. Mm-hmm. And that's what they, I did. That's what they really should start going back to doing. So that's why Vince. I don't understand why Vince felt as though, you know, he was he got to blame somebody because it's never his fault. Nope. It's never his fault. They got to blame somebody. But all I know is that these ratings, as the closer we get to AEW, the ratings are just going to drop bad.
Thank you guys for listening to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I apologize that we didn't have any emails for you guys this week, and none of us see NXT. So once again, I, I'm from a believer over quality over quantity. So I want to make sure I give you all a good enough podcast, the best podcast I can possibly give you guys without half-stepping you. So we didn't see NXT, but trust me, the NXT reviews will be up tomorrow. And I had such a couple people ask me about reviewing NXT. I do review it on the podcast, but I think now with those little increments that I put up on YouTube, I'm going to put up there as well. So make sure you guys check out the No Gimmick Seated Wrestling Podcast on SpacesPhilly.com. SpacesPhilly.com is the website where you can get all your favorite podcast needs of all different kinds of genres. And, of course, uh, the president up there, they have their podcast, the Lulu and Pop Show and the Lulu and Pop Hard War Show. Make sure you check that out as well, along with both sides. And you can find the Nerd Coalition's content on that website as well. The No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast, the Nerdgasm Talk Podcast hosted by myself and Swag on Zero, along with the Turntables Hip Hop Culture and Beyond hosted by Lady Sketch, and Drunk Thoughts Sober Tongues hosted by left brain all those great podcasts and genres up there you guys listen to us on all the podcast apps on stitcher apple Podcasts, and google play and speaker.com make sure you also listen to us if you're on youtube we don't do the full podcast on youtube anymore so you guys listen to the increments on youtube or youtube premium which is having a free trial right now and after that it's 9.99 a month but if you have google play according to my according to Qflow, you already have YouTube Premium, so I gotta definitely check that out as well. So once again, as we get ready to close out, I would give a thank you to the Hard R from the Soul Trek Enterprise Quattro and the Man of Myth the Reality Qflow for the Rookie for both their guys' opinions on this podcast. We will be back on schedule next weekend on Sunday. Is usually when I put the No Gimmicks Here Wrestling podcast up on schedule, so we can have all this stuff to you guys. Back at your uh, convenience. So once again, this is NC the place to be. Chilling with Tony, Mr. Andy, and QFlow, wherever you're at, take us out. We're bringing nerdgasm to your ears. Welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks, you already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's NC. At Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you that the world as we know it would not exist without the number zero. Which is why, at Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. Even with no sugar, it packs all of the bold citrus kick Dew Nation knows and loves. It's so good, you have no reason not to try it. As in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar. All Dew.